So, well, good afternoon. Thank you all for coming. Um, we're still doing some of the technical things, but I figured we could at least start chatting and as people may be still coming in um, from lunch. So, my name is Lisa Walk. I'm one of the AMEN board members. And um, I, we wanted to have this session, which is the first time we're doing this for first time attendees, realizing that. Um, it may be beneficial for people to get to hear a little bit more about AMEN. You've probably heard some now by this time at the conference and perhaps have gone on the website, but to really get a flavor of the history of kind of where we've been and the organizational structure and then any other questions that um, you may have as well, just to kind of help with clarification. So, um, so that was our thought process for doing this. Um, I was hoping that we could get to know each other a little bit better, and so if we can do introductions um, for people that are here, and so basically your name, where you're from, um, if you wish, like what field you're in, and, and what you were hoping to get from this session, just to make sure that we cover it. Do you want to introduce yourself now, Phil, or you wait till you do your comment? Oh. <laughs> Phil Mills, and uh, um, I was one of the original founders of, uh, uh, of AMAN, along with Neil and about six others, Neil Medley. So uh, I've been around for a little bit. That's all you're going to say. Phil's a past president, he's past treasurer, and he's the, um, the chairman of the meeting for this year as well. So. Um, so my name is Lisa Walk. I am from Connecticut, although I'm originally from New York. Um, on the board this year, serving as the treasurer for um, AMEN. And um, like Phil, I've been involved for a long time. I've been to all of the conferences, so got in, um, involved early on. And for similar reasons that you mentioned, I got involved uh, not having trained in Adventist schools. I didn't know other Adventist health professionals, and that was what really initially drew me to the meetings. What kept me coming um, was learning different skill sets and praying with patients and meeting other people and hearing how I could mix more ministry into what um, I am doing. Um, I'm in academics, so not private practice, so that was always a challenge to me, but I've learned over the years different techniques I can do within my practice. So I think it's applicable to everyone, um, and then you use what you can um, and what you're comfortable with doing. So. Um, so before we move on, since a couple more people have come in, we were just doing introductions of who you are, where you're from, um, and um, if you want what you do, what field you're in, and, and what you were kind of hoping to get from this session. So if you wouldn't mind. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to um, Phil now, and he's going to go through um, some more of the history of AMEN, and then we'll continue from there. Good. I'd like to give you a little background today of Amen. Uh, the Seventh-day Adventist Church developed a very strong medical missionary work in the late 19th century and that continued well into the 20th century. The original thrust of medical education in Loma Linda was evangelistic and its name reflected its mission, the College of Medical Evangelists. However, the ensuing decades brought challenges with a world war and increasing political and scholastic demands and the driving force of evangelism lessened until the physicians in this country and the dentists primarily served the church by giving their financial support, not evangelistic support, to the mission of the church. 
I felt a deep sense of frustration that I did not really know how to make my practice an effective ministry. I contacted our conference, who referred me to the union, to see if there was any medical, dental, ministerial retreats I could attend. I discovered such meetings had not been held in years, and there was no interest in having them now. But I was not alone in sensing this need. I was uh, talking with a uh, uh, colleague, a uh, physician. She, she told me that she had gone through grade school, academy, college, graduate school, Loma Linda, um, and uh, Loma Linda uh, specialty training. And yet, although she had had all that Adventist education, she didn't know how to give a Bible study to somebody. And she was determined that her child, who was uh, going to go to medical school, um, would feel comfortable giving Bible studies. That was Linda Nelson, by the way. <laughs> um, ASI became a catalyst. A, general, a family practice physician there in James organized a luncheon for physicians and dentists. And the interest was so great that six of us formed our own committee to see how to further collaborate, uh, have collaborative meetings. And we hoped to work with ASI on that project so that we would have a collaborative track. But we quickly discovered there was neither comprehension nor interest in a medical dental track to highlight the special challenges healthcare providers and professionals face in bringing Christ to their patients. Mark Finley, then a vice president of the General Conference, shared our passion, and he became one of the driving forces in the group, providing wisdom and excellent direction. I think we would have probably still been meeting uh, together, forming uh, our, uh, our objectives, our uh, constitution, our bylaws, making sure the name was right. We'd probably now, 12 years later, probably still be doing that and almost ready to roll out something. And Mark said, he said, uh, I'm setting a date. <clears throat> I've got in my calendar, I can meet with uh, your committee uh, in the spring of uh, whatever year that was, 12 years ago. And uh, so, Instead of talking about it, we said, let's have a meeting where Mark comes. And we thought there might be uh, the six of us, maybe our wives. And Dr. Chung invited us to just stay at his place. Um, and the next blink of the eye, there were 50 planning to come. So we met at Cahutta Springs. Um, that was a, it was our first meeting. And Pastor Finley gave a remarkable series of lectures on the history of medical evangelism. Um, he then made the frank admission that he didn't know and nobody he knew knew what medical evangelism was. The entire concept had been lost and it must be recovered. And we set out to rediscover what medical evangelism was. And this is how, um, well, I should, uh, yeah. This is how AMAN came into being as an organization about 12 years ago by physicians and dentists. 
Since a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, we thought long and hard about a good name, and numerous names were suggested. One that didn't make the cut was Adventist Physician Evangelism Network, or APES. We settled on Amen, since millions of people around the world would then be praying for our organization at the end of every prayer. We set out to rediscover what medical evangelism was, and we were inspired by the quote, physician meetings should be held where all might counsel together, exchanging ideas and laying plans whereby they could work unitedly. It is important to understand the name. The N in AMEN stands for networking, and uh, AMEN is a networking organization. I'm sorry. Some of our networking plans have not been as effective this year as we would like them to be, so most of our networking is in the halls and, and uh, random at the tables. Um, next year, our leader will be Dr. Waterbrook back there. Uh, uh, he's in charge. He's going to be the chairman of our conference. and. Uh, I'm sure he will cor correct some of the mistakes we made this year in, uh, in networking. But uh, this is what uh, we want to do effectively. If you're interested in foreign medical evangelism, would go on a mission trip or outreach, we, you can go to amensda.org, and there are lists of opportunities. And Amen is also a place to find opportunities to work with like-minded physicians and dentists yeah, here in this country. Now let me reread the quotation. Physicians' meetings should be held where all might counsel together, exchanging ideas and laying the plans whereby they could work unitedly. Does that sound like networking? That's the N of our name. We sponsor regional meetings as well as working with ASI for ASI-related medical networking opportunities. And we sponsor uh, chapters for students at Loma Linda and uh, assist in organizations of AMEN in other countries. And of course, we host the annual conference. This is our big conference, which always begins the last Thursday of October. So if you, you don't need to remember anything other than whatever is the last Thursday in October, that's when AMEN will start that year. I've learned so much myself from the conferences. I learned how and when to pray with patients at the very second conference. That was uh, very pivotal for me, and it's been invaluable in my practice. Um, to further assist in networking, we publish a journal, The Medical Evangelist. Um, in it are how-to articles for outreach in the family, the office, the community, the staff. Old uh, journal articles are, are well worth uh, preserving. We have, um, in some of them, we have uh, uh, typed up the lectures. For example, you can get all of Mark Finley's original lectures. They're in old Amen uh, that go through the history of medical evangelism. And the journal itself is making an important impact on physicians and dentists and the way they look at the practice of medicine. 
We have developed media material. The focus is on physicians and dental offices with health promotional programs for the waiting room. The M in AMAN is medical, and AMAN is a medical dental organization. It was started by physicians and dentists. Its focus is to equip and inspire physicians and dentists for medical evangelism in their office, the church, the community, their home, and the world. Our need is to understand how we can be more effective for Christ. We do not go to medical school to be less effective, more constrained, more fearful, less capable of presenting Christ in his gospel. We are also an organization for all healthcare professionals, providers, and students. An associate membership is available for pastors with a passion for medical evangelism. We need pastors who can give health talks and we need physicians who can give evangelistic campaigns. The E in AMAN is evangelism. Medical evangelism is our purpose to exist. We seek to equip healthcare workers with tools and enthusiasm for bringing the gospel to the masses. Medical is not independent of evangelism. Neither is evangelism separate from medical. Medicine is the entering wedge. Volume six of the testimony states, and this is actually um, Don in his excellent presentation today uh, gave a part of this from Councils and Health where it was later compiled. But here's the original testimonies volume six. The gospel of health has able advocates but their work has been made very hard because so many ministers, presidents of conferences, and others in positions of influence have failed to give the question of health reform its proper attention. They have not recognized it in its relation to the work of the message as the right arm of the, bo of the body. While very little respect has been shown to this department by many of the people and by some of the ministers, the Lord has shown his regard for it by giving it abundant prosperity. When properly conducted, the health work is an entering wedge, making a way for other truths to reach the heart. So this says that there is a proper and an improper way. I want to know how to do it right, and that's why amen exists. In the proper conducting, then it's an entering wedge that makes way for what? Truth to reach the heart. When the third angel's message is received in its fullness, Health reform will be given its place in the councils of the conference, in the work of the church, in the home, at the table, and in all the household arrangements. Isn't that interesting? Then the right arm will serve and protect the body. This portion was uh, um, in the lecture this morning. I didn't know he was going to give it. But. but medical evangelism is not only the entering wedge, it's also the reaper. This is a review in Herald, 1908, um, September 10. When connected with other lines of gospel effort, notice that this is not when it's independent, but when it's what? Connected with other lines of gospel effort. Medical missionary work is a most effective instrument by which the ground is prepared for the sowing of the seeds of truth and the instrument also by which the harvest is reaped. So 
we want to be networked not only among ourselves, but networked with other lines of gospel work so this can be a part of the whole. Amen is sponsoring medical evangelistic opportunities for physicians, dentists, and other health professionals to work together with evangelistic teams to greatly expand the effectiveness of evangelistic outreach. Um, but Amen does not want the physicians and dentists or other health professionals to be like the builders of the ark that assisted Noah and didn't get on the ark themselves. Um, what good is it if we offer the gospel to the world and we don't take it for ourselves? We seek to make sure that our own souls are nourished and our families are fed. We seek to strengthen the families um, in this as well. The A in Amen is Adventist. Amen is Adventist to the core. It is Adventist front and center. Adventist is the first word in our name. Advent, Amen is unapologetically an Adventist organization. The leadership is strongly committed to um, the Adventist message. The Adventist church is integral to Amen. And from the beginning, we have worked closely with church leaders. Dr. Landless, the head of the General Conference Department of Health, you heard him speak this morning. It was a powerful presentation, wasn't it? And uh, the General Conference President, Ted Wilson, has given keynote addresses and participated in a number of our conferences. Uh, Pastor Mark Finley has been our advisor from the very beginning. Um, he is giving the Saturday night talk. In fact, there would be no amen if it wasn't for Mark Finley's leadership. And we are grateful for his continued support and counsel. Very early in our organization's existence, when I was a president, I received a phone call and an email from Pastor Mark Finley following the earthquake in Haiti. The general conference turned to Amen as their first frontline um, source to get information out to active physicians and dentists. And our membership responded almost immediately. We had 100 volunteers to help man the church's hospital and uh, help with this disaster. Um, we learned many things through this experience. Um, we worked in cooperation with Loma Linda and with the Florida Hospital and with ACTS. Amen is Adventist. The church and Amen are united. We seek to be a team of horses pulling together, not pulling uh, one way and then another. Next time you plan an overseas vacation, consider volunteering for an Amen mission trip. We have dental and medical volunteers operating and uh, opportunities in far-flung lands. We always try to work with a church entity or conference. We often combine medical missions with other service opportunities such as construction, VBS, or evangelism. <coughs> now is uh, a chance to be a medical missionary. A part of the work of the gospel is to bring health to others. Jesus spent time healing the sick. He spent his, sent his disciples to heal the sick and he sends us to heal the sick. There's nothing that opens the heart quicker than relieving suffering. And if you don't have time to commit to a long-term overseas mission, there are short-term uh, opportunities right here in the US. 
in clinics and other opportunities. Um, our goal is the linking of the pastors and physician dentists and health-oriented laymen for effective medical evangelistic leadership and renewed emphasis on the entering wedge of community evangelism. Manuscript 46, 1904, I want to tell you that when the gospel ministers and the medical missionary workers are not united, there is placed in our churches the worst evil that can be placed there. Um, this was written, actually, when there was a rift. Um, uh, she was referring to a rift that occurred back in the 1880s between John Harvey Kellogg and the president of the General Conference, G.I. Butler. John Harvey Kellogg felt that we should not have cheese at the, uh, at the uh, camp meetings, and so he had been very careful to plan a menu that would be healthy, and General Conference President G.I. Butler purchased cheese to bring in, just in direct defiance. And, um, and so uh, um, Dr. Kellogg just bought the cheese and threw it away. But ever since then, there has been, for years, there was a, a division that got worse and worse until finally Kellogg and the church separated. It should never have happened. And it's persisted. Um, and uh, a man has been an important tool to bring physicians, dentists, professionals, health professionals, and the church back into harmony. That's one of our key motivators. Uh, medical evangelism is not about physicians giving health talks and ministers giving gospel presentations. It is about both uniting and empowering laymen to bring relief to the suffering, hope to the despairing, and light to those in darkness. The work of the true medical missionary is largely a, what's the next two words? Spiritual work. The work of the medical missionary is spiritual. It includes prayer and laying on of hands. He therefore should be as sacredly set apart for his work as is the minister of the gospel. Those who are selected to act the part of missionary physicians are to be set apart as such. That's Loma Linda messages. 356 and 358. We look forward to the time when the church will again recognize the central importance of medical evangelism in the church's mission. And just as God's call to gospel ministry is recognized by the church laying on of hands for those who are set apart for their special work of gospel ministry, so God has designed that those who are medical evangelists should be set apart for their sacred work as well. Amen is not about what physicians and dentists can do for the church. It is not even about what united physicians and pastors can do for God. It is about what God can do for united team of dentists, pastors, physicians, health professionals, and laymen in reaching the world with God's life-saving gospel. 
Medical work is not merely is merely a means, it's not an end. It is a path, not a destination. Medical evangelism is not simply health talks. It has much greater work than this. Jesus healed many people, but every one of them got sick again. Jesus resurrected Lazarus, but Lazarus died again. As good as giving health was, Jesus had something even better. And medical work brings to view at best only a few brief years of comfort and health, while the gospel brings to view an eternity of comfort and health. If medical work providing a few years of health is good, the gospel which provides an eternity of health must be infinitely better. If providing a few years of health is important, the gospel with its eternity of health and happiness must be infinitely more important. It is foolish to share the good while we fail to share the infinitely better. Mere health education is cruel if it offers no hope beyond a prolongation of this poor earthly existence. While medical work helps others get more from, from this life, the gospel helps others get more than this life. Medical and gospel must be combined. In the New Testament, the work of the medical missionary and the gospel medical missionary were one and the same. They were never separated. Where there was one, there was always the other. The gospel is not just about the future life. It is about life. Eternal life doesn't begin then. It begins now. The only way we can get more of it is to start sooner. The gospel makes the present life the first part of eternal life. Through medical missionary work, God makes our present life as pleasant as he possibly can make it for us. The thorns and thistles that he has reluctantly allowed are for our sake. Without them, we would not feel our need. Without them, we would be happy with this life alone. And God wants us to desire something better than this world can provide. But though we can no longer benefit from paradise, though we must be exiled from Eden, God wants to give our lives all the comfort safely possible. And medical ministry provides the best possible life now with the promise of perfect paradise when this is safe to give us. And through the gospel, it becomes safe for God to restore Eden to us. If God is interested in our mortal life, how much more must he be interested in our, in our eternal life? Said John, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Through the gospel, the nail-scarred hand will wipe away all tears in heaven. But that hand begins by wiping tears from our eyes now, through the medical missionary work. Thank you. Before we have Stephen give a few words, I know some other questions I've heard just through the conference of talking to people so far. Um, some people want to know about the location of the conference, and so are we always here? No, we're not always here. We alternate East Coast, West Coast, so on odd number of years, 2015-17, we're on the East Coast, and then on the even number of years, we're on the West Coast, primarily in the San Diego, area um, and so those conferences you've heard us make mention are oftentimes larger because you'll have people who will drive down from Loma Linda more students who come um, because we're closer so um, we do alternate back and forth 
Um, the other question I've heard so far, people wanted to know about more about the structure of AMEN and kind of who AMEN is beyond the members as well. And so there's an executive committee that's made up of the president, um, who's Todd Guthrie this year, the secretary, who's um, Edwin Neblett, who ran the business meeting, and then the treasurer, it's myself. Then there's the board at large. Um, there's a bylaws committee. There's the program committee. Um, that's These are all separate committees that plan the, the annual conference. Um, I think those are the main kind of committees that we have thus far. We've had in the past like action teams, so when members have felt impressed that there was something that we should be focusing on or working on, having action teams that would meet during the um, conference, that's it was an action team that first got together that then formed the journal um, that we have. And so the journal is published twice a year. Brian Schwartz is in the back as the editor of the journal. Um, and so those are some of the other activities throughout the course of the year um, that we have as an organization. So, yes. So that's a good question. So yes, there um, there is. So if you notice, even at our meeting, I've been keeping track of the countries I've been hearing about so far. In addition to Honduras, I met someone from Bermuda. I met someone from Palau who came to Palau um, today. There are people here from India. We do have AMEN chapters in other parts of the world. So sometimes individuals come. They, they come to the AMEN conference and say, we want to do this back in our home country. So there's a chapter in Australia. There's one in Germany. There's one in Germany, and there's one in the in Nigeria. Great Britain, and Nigeria. Those are the four that I. Have. <laughs> that would be lovely. <laughs> that would be lovely. So yes, we're we're we have been supportive of other um, chapters, starting like the international chapters, and typically one of the board members or someone will come down to speak um, if a, another part is deciding to start a chapter locally. Um, Phil mentioned a little bit, when we first started the first couple of years, the focus was really just teaching us or encouraging us to pray with our patients or even pray for your patients. Just Brian over your, was the big uh, Right. On yeah, just the praying over your list of your patients that you're seeing for the day. And then moving towards praying with your patients. Then this is just my own kind of personal take on it. There was more of a focus on collaborating with your pastors, inviting our pastors to come to the meeting. So um, I had my pastor came when we were here in Hilton Head four years ago. So several people brought their pastors. Then it's more how can you then as the medical, dental, healthcare professional do some of the outreach. So some members have done Bible studies in their offices, in their waiting rooms, getting involved with their church. So it's been this progression over time. I think part of the reason why I think a meeting like this, this session is important is because those of us who've been here for a long time know that, but if you're new, you don't realize that there's been that progression. And I think that people can, um, not everyone's going to be at the stage that they're ready to give the Bible study or being it. There may be some of us who are at the stage of praying with our patients or praying over our patients, and that's all okay too. So it's about equipping and encouraging healthcare professionals, pastors to collaborate, work together, and also do what you can at whatever stage you're at as you continue to develop. Steve? Oh, sorry, it's 3 o'clock, <laughs> just looking at the time. Did you want to quickly say something? We had asked Steve just to kind of give his sight on why he was coming or coming back or what he gets out of the meeting. So can you give a quickie? 
Nice to meet you all. My name is uh, Stephen Waterbrook, and um, as I kind of gave in my introduction, uh, Amen came at a very critical time in, in my education. Um, I was winding up with uh, school and beginning in residency, and um, it was really, you know, as you go through the experience of, of medical school and residency, and it's all kind of a blur, you have a very narrow focus. And besides that, you're very fatigued. Um, you struggle to find mentors that can um, kind of tell you, give you a pat on the back, tell you it's going to be okay, you'll survive. Um, and there is a bigger reason that you're doing what you're doing. Um, and that's what I found at Amen. Um, and it gave an annual sort of renewal to keep plugging away and to find somehow the strength to get through what I was going through. And um, you see that sort of the abuse that you're putting your body through um, and the abuse that you're going through spiritually, the onslaught that you're going through spiritually, being fatigued. Satan is, is really hitting our students and our residents. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely sure of that. And uh, so Amen really is a critical, um, I think, focal point. It was for me as a student to look and say, okay, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to do. It will all be worth it in the end to be able to then practice kind of how I want to, wanted to practice. We're all taught kind of what's in the textbook um, and uh, the very, um, you know, technical and clinical things that our patients bring to us. But we are not taught very well uh, ways to um, give whole person care and address uh, things that patients bring to us that we can't always see underneath the gown even. And as um, was presented this morning, I can't remember who presented, the, the sanctity, the sacredness of what uh, we enter into with our patients when we are in the exam room with them or the operating theater. Um, and that goes beyond the physical. And uh, as I started to gain a perspective of that, um, that really transformed my motivations um, that uh, you know, I hadn't fully developed in school and in residency. Uh, so that's been, I guess, just my quick personal testimony uh, on AMEN. I think that AMEN has really developed and grown since those early years, obviously, to something that is very for lack of a better term, maybe uh, comprehensive in its approach, bringing back and healing the rift between um, the past, between the pastoral leadership and and medicine, uh, is the way. Is one of the major ways that I think our church will move forward. Uh, I think that we are in the very last days of Earth's history, and I think that it's critical now more than at any time uh, that we do work together. Uh, to fulfill our mission as the, as the remnant uh, church and uh, our role in the in the last days. So, thank you very much for allowing me to to share a little bit of my testimony. Uh, we are a little bit over time, and I want to encourage you to get to your next uh, seminar on time. And um, so maybe we'll just have a quick uh, closing word of prayer, and then we'll get you on our way. And I'll pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that you work in our lives individually and that you work in our church uh, corporately. And uh, the, the testimony of the group of Amen, of the, the conferences and, 
and uh, those members is, is a testimony to the fact that you're working. And um, we're very thankful for that. Thank you for the history that we have um, had as a church and that we learned about today. And we know that the future is very bright uh, as we go forward for your church and your people. Uh, despite the fact that we will face grave challenges as we move forward, we can move forward in faith knowing that you'll be with us all along the way. We pray, praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.